Welcome to MH Business Exchange, the podcast of McDonald Hopkins. I'm your host, Mike Witzke, and with me today is Christine Saprinsky. She's an attorney in our data privacy group, and Robert Fowler. He's director of strategic partnerships at Jordan Lawrence. Well, welcome to the program. Thanks so much. Thank you for having us. Well, we're here today talking about the California Consumer Privacy Act of 2018, or the CCPA. Uh, It's set to go into effect January 1st, 2020. Chris, can you tell us what is the CCPA? Sure. Happy to talk about the CCPA. So the CCPA is a comprehensive privacy law passed uh, to provide California residents with more control over their personal information. The California legislature found that people really desire privacy and more control over their information. And this law was passed in part as a, as a reaction to the Cambridge Analytica incident, um, as well as other high-profile data breaches that hit the press. Um, so the legislature really wanted to give California consumers the right to exercise that control over their personal information and to really give them the tools to make certain that there are safeguards against the misuse of their personal information. So the legislative intent is therefore to further Californians' right to privacy by giving consumers an effective way to control their personal information. And the law does this by providing Californians with specific rights, Uh, the right to know what personal information is being collected about them, uh, whether that information is being sold or disclosed and to whom the right to say no to the sale of personal information, and the right to access their personal information. So it's, it's important also to note that um, we could have uh, clients or uh, other individuals listening today who are not California businesses and maybe don't have a physical presence in California. Um, and they might be thinking, well, I probably don't need to comply with this particular law. But it's important to note that uh, the definition of a consumer is fairly broad. And so a business that's not physically located in California, if they still collect information from California residents or at present if they have uh, California employees, they are subject to this law. There are some exceptions, obviously, but generally speaking, a business that that interacts with California residents is going to need to pay attention to the specifics of this law. And so um, all of the rights that are provided by the legislature are are ones that that these businesses really need to be uh, focusing in on and paying attention to. Well, Chris, you mentioned that the legislature intended to give Californians uh, the right to access their personal information. So what is that specific right entail? So once a business fulfills its obligation to tell California consumers what information is being collected about them and uh, whether that information is sold or disclosed and to whom, it also has to allow those consumers access to their personal information. And then in addition to allowing such access, the business has to delete the data upon request. There are exceptions, obviously, to the deletion requirement and some exceptions to uh, what data has to be accessed. But generally speaking, those are the rights that are afforded, the right to access or delete personal information. The the law says that uh, businesses have to provide California consumers with at least two mechanisms for them to make these requests. 
to access or delete personal information. So a business that uh, collects information on California residents could have a toll-free telephone number and a website, for example, where individuals can make these requests. And if you think about it, this right to access sounds relatively simple. Just can take care of it in a, in a few steps. So A, you receive the verifiable request from a California resident via one of these mechanisms that you've established. You get it through your website, you see that it's some, uh, somebody in California making this request, and you verify that that person is who they say they are. Then B, you locate all the personal information relating to that person. And then C, you just provide that information to that individual for their review or for, uh, for deletion. So it sounds very simple, but the reality is much more complicated. So Robert, I'm going to turn to you. I mean, it sounds like you know, allowing individuals to access and to delete their personal information uh, it sounds like it might be a challenging process to implement. Um, what kind of technical solutions out there for, for business owners to assist them with this process? Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right, Mike. This, this will be a challenging process. So let's talk about how to address it. Um, you know, compliance with regulations like CCPA begins with a data inventory. Uh, and why is that? So unfortunately for businesses, uh, their data is a, it's a discovery minefield, and companies that don't have a handle on their data practices face a costly discovery process when they're responding to data subject access requests, and that could spark litigation. So the greatest threat companies face under the CCPA are data access requests from residents that are exercising their rights, um, as Christina mentioned, and the litigation that will be driven by the plaintiff's bar. And, and so it's impossible to understand where you maintain this information without a comprehensive data inventory. And the reason being is the data inventory is your map of personal data, and it ensures that your data subject access request process is, is really efficient. And so just think about like an e-discovery. It's much easier to locate relevant data when you understand where it lives so you don't have to boil the whole ocean. And um, that is a very costly and time-consuming method. And so to give you some perspective, um, our data inventory process, we, we do those in, in about 30 days for, for companies. And it allows you to meet those requirements to really get an understanding of your data. And with that process complete, with your data inventory complete, you're now in a much better position to tackle data subject access requests. So, Robert, can you give us more detail on, on kind of how that ties into the data subject access requests? Yeah, absolutely. So, so let's talk about that. So I think there's a few things to understand first uh, about the risks that DSARs pose to com companies. I think this is so interesting. So, you know, recent reports suggest anywhere between 45% and 86% of companies will not be ready or, or don't even plan to be ready for data subject access requests. And I suspect most organizations who expect to be ready aren't as close as they think. And here's the reason, here's the reason why. A question all businesses need to ask themselves is how long will it take to fulfill a single data subject access request? And what we've learned is they require a lot more resources than you might think. Uh, here's what you have to do. You have to verify the data subject's identity to make sure they are who they say they are. You have to access and search a comprehensive uh, data inventory to know where the data is. You have to collect the data. You have to review it and redact it. 
uh, especially if there's confidential information about other data subjects. And then most importantly, you have to deliver it securely back to the data subject all within 45 days. And so, you know, according to a Gartner survey, 83% of respondents said they needed a full working week or more to respond to each single request. And so the question becomes, what happens to a business if you get 10 requests or 100 or 1,000? Um, you know, with 240 working days in a year, you'd have to complete four requests a day just to meet the demand of a, from 1,000 requests each year. And so the question that, that companies are asking themselves is, well, how many full-time employees do I have to dedicate to this process? And it's really interesting when you look at what happened with Microsoft when they opened their, their full-service uh, DSAR portal in compliance with GDPR. Um, they received 18 million data requests, and 6.7 million requests came from the United States. So it's interesting to think about CCPA, which is the most stringent privacy law in the U.S. so far, and, and how many can we expect to come from that. And so, of course, you know, there are only a few organizations with a client base of a Microsoft or a Google or a Facebook. Um, so what would be a reasonable figure for the number of DSARs a business might receive? Interestingly enough, we had a client that received 15,000 requests in the first month after GDPR took effect. And so it's, it's very concerning when you think of, of, of how, much, uh, how many full-time employees are going to be needed to, to, to go through that process if you're doing that manually. So uh, the same Gartner study you know, found that organizations were spending $1,400 per DSAR. Um, but it's not just about the cost, it's also about the time. And organizations are under a duty to respond to these requests in just 45 days. So the question is, is how can technology solve the challenge posed by the CCPA? And so here's the four requirements for a technology solution to solve the DSAR problem. So first, you need to have a portal for requesters to file DSARs, and it needs to route as many of those requests as possible directly into the fulfillment workflow. Uh, second, you'll need to automate and manage the workflow. Uh, everything from authenticating the requester's identity, which is just critical, to finding, reviewing, and producing their data to them. Third, you'll need an accurate data inventory, as we discussed earlier, right? This is the foundation of the entire process, and it gives you the ability to find all responsive information that's in your control. And it should not just be where the data belongs, but also where it actually is located. And then the, the, the final requirement is, the fourth requirement is you have to be able to act on the data. And that starts with examining it before you collect it, reviewing it, redacting it. And most importantly, you have to provide it back to the requester in a secure format in 45 days. So there's a lot to do there. The good news is all of these challenges can be met uh, with technology that puts the, the right capabilities into the hands of legal professionals. And um, our solution manages those sorts of requirements for data retention, disposition, orchestrates workflows, uh, really allows for the searching, collecting, reviewing, and producing of the data on demand. So the CCPA and, and, and GDPR as well really are just the starting point of a new age in terms of, of our relationship with data, right? And state legislatures in Texas, New York, and others are, are debating these privacy laws, and there's going to be more coming down the road. And being able to fulfill these DSARs um, efficiently will really become a, a requirement for companies really soon. Uh, but we believe you know, the challenges of this new era of, uh, era of data privacy are many, but we believe for organizations with the right technology and, and processes in place, they represent more of an opportunity than they do a threat. 
I just want to point out that uh, some businesses might be listening to this thinking that they are not the appropriate size that would maybe need a technical solution. They might think to themselves, you know, we're not Microsoft. We're not a huge company with vast amounts of data to sort through. And so maybe this technical solution, A, is, is not going to work for us, or B, is really not necessary. And I think it's important for, for all businesses to really understand that getting a handle on what data comes in, where it sits, who has access to it, and how to honor one of these access requests can be very complicated and difficult. And it can interfere with a business's ability to just get their work done and do, do the kind of work that they want to be doing day in and day out. And my understanding with respect to these technical solutions is that they really can be scalable. And so a smaller company that maybe does not have vast troves of data still could use and, and get value out of a technical solution that allows them to quickly and easily locate information relating to the, the person who is making the request and, and you know, verify that person's identity, as Robert described, and uh, provide the information, pull it up and, and provide that, that access. So these, these technical solutions, uh, though they may sound sort of pie in the sky for, for larger companies, they really are, uh, can be very useful tools for companies of all sizes. Chris, Robert mentioned the GDPR. Can you tell us what that is? Sure. I think that most of our listeners are probably familiar with the GDPR or the General Data Protection Regulation. It's a comprehensive privacy and data security regulation in the European Union. There are a lot of similarities between the uh, data subject rights um, that exist within the GDPR and these rights uh, that exist for California residents under the CCPA. And so it can be useful to talk through and make comparisons um, about the two laws and regulations because there are some of those similarities. Some of the, the listeners may have already gone through a process whereby they are reviewing their compliance with the GDPR, whether they're subject to it, and then how to respond to those data subject requests that come in. Um, and so if they have already done that with respect to GDPR, they might be in a position to, to have sort of a head start on the analysis under the California law. Not to say that if somebody has not done the GDPR analysis that they're going to be behind the eight ball, but uh, the, the companies that have looked at GDPR might already be relatively familiar with an access request and how to respond to one. And Robert, I think you mentioned DSARS. Um, I think that's, I think I know what you mean, but can you kind of explain what a DSAR is? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So DSAR, uh, it's simply an acronym for Data Subject Access Request, which is the, the right that uh, California residents will have to request their data. And so um, the, the more we talk about Data Subject Access Request, we find ourselves wanting to shorten, <laughs> shorten it, and so you might hear DSAR. Well, Chris and Robert, uh, I want to thank you both for being here today uh, and really educating us on the CCPA and some of the technical solutions that may come about uh, to help 
businesses comply with these requirements. And uh, I want to thank our listeners as well uh, and let them know they can get more information uh, both on this topic as well as many others at our website, mcdonaldhopkins.com. So, again, Chris and Robert, I want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening.